0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of
1: gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it.
2: In a quarter mile, you're going to make a left, okay? We're talking about a left or two, Sortel Boulevard. A wonderful street, I built it with my own two hands, a beautiful street, I know a lot about it. Nobody knows Sortel like I know Sortel. you're gonna make a left, and if you reach Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far left, okay, if you reach Bernie, you've gone too far. In three big beautiful quarters of a mile, we're going to make a U-turn, okay, we're gonna make a U-turn, turn around, or as Jed Saki likes to say, we're gonna circle back, okay we're going to make the u-turn the greatest u-turn the world has ever seen at corpus christi drive and we're going to turn it around faster than the world has ever seen we're rerouting or as i like to call it lost okay we've got no clue where we are we are more lost than a liberal after reading the constitution we're more lost than sleepy joe after leaving his basement but we're going to get there soon believe me
3: well the differences have always been there but they got along before i mean blacks and whites were different at harvard when i was there but you didn't find all the black students uh... huddled together at lunchtime at the, uh, at the end of some table the way you do on many campuses today uh... Mo- all the black students i knew had white roommates uh... and, and i would say that the, mo- the ones that i knew were, were all popular uh, other, other than me uh... but uh, uh... that's not the situation today so what's causing it The fact that you do have those little elites who have their agenda is the fact that the black students are forced to come out and do do the demonstrations and the whatnot. Uh, The fact that you have students there who are tremendously uh, alienated because they suddenly find themselves in this situation where academically it's all they can do to keep their noses above the water, if they can do that. And then there's someone there to tell them that this is all due to the white power structure. I was running for office at the time, but you all may
1: remember it, that the, I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, no.
2: Oh my. Uh, and maybe future president. Maybe future president. This is the first good information that old Joe has said in a few years.
0: <laughs> hey, America. The Supreme Court has delivered massive victories for religious liberty, Second Amendment rights, and the pro-life movement. All the glory goes to God. The credit? Well, that goes to Donald J. Trump.
4: You here for an abortion, too? Yeah, I discovered a few days ago I wasn't bleeding out my coups, so I guess I'm knocked up. Mrs. Garrison? Oh, that's me. Hello, doctor. Looks like I need an abortion. An abortion? Yeah, I've got one growing inside me. Now you're going to scramble its brains or just vacuum it out? Mr. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body! A woman has a right to choose! No, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. But I missed my period. You can't have periods either. You had a sex change, Mr. Garrison, but you don't have ovaries or a womb. You don't produce eggs. You mean, I'll never know what it feels like to have a baby growing inside me and then scramble its brains and vacuum it out? That's right. But I paid $5,000 to be
5: a woman. This would mean I'm not really a woman. I'm just a guy with a mutilated penis.
6: happy evening to you. This is Lou Benninger at No Hostages Radio, and this is the 207 episode to appear on March 18, 2023. Welcome. It's quiet tonight. It's cold outside, and it's been a busy, crazy day for me here, so I ended up pushing this to uh, a later evening to do but it's nice and quiet no cars no dogs barking outside no gunshots so uh, we're good so we're going to do six segments tonight about 20 minutes apiece, with some clips in between if you're new to this and um, we are on once a week we pop up new every Saturday you can get us at your at your. Uh, favorite podcast source with just No Hostages Radio, or you could go to the website at nohostagesradio.com and look at our previous episodes and some other items there, news items. You can reach me by email at lou at com. That's L-O-U, L-O-U, lou at com. You can email me any old time. I watch that pretty regularly. That's not my main email, but I watch it a few times a week. I'll check and see if somebody's communicated. Um, also, you can text me or call me at 530-713-1838. Again, 530-713-1838. I'll give you that number here in a bit when I talk about a project that I work with uh, with a doctor helping addicts. So I'll give that number out one more time later. Uh, so uh, I, I welcome I mean, you don't have to. I'm not trying to I'm not getting paid for how many times you communicate with me. But if you want to communicate or you want to send me a clip or point out some things that maybe uh, you, you think I could benefit from looking at, I love that. So I have a number of listeners that have become uh, providers of resource material and it's been a huge help. It's like having a staff that you don't have to pay. So since every everything here is donated, uh that's a big that's a big benefit. So anyway, we're happy you're here and uh Hope you enjoy it. If you don't, golly, there's just so many wonderful things to listen to and watch on podcasts and such, so I'm sure you'll find something to your liking if this isn't it. Uh, I want to get over here and just start start right. And I want to start out talking about the uh, college system and the community college system. In California, where I'm sitting, in Northern California, we have Throughout California, we have a state college system, a University of California system, and a what we call a community college system. That's a junior college, two-year college, local college campuses. And uh, over the years, uh, for many years now, the young people or people, a lot of times their local community colleges were... Uh, Great places for people that wanted to return to school or pick up a couple classes in business or maybe get their GED or their adult ed, ed certificate or maybe uh, take a, a foreign language or something like that. In other words, a lot of adults went back to school, but also, it was a great place for young uh, students out of high school to get load up on units that were generally cheaper. Than the uh, the state college or university of, uh, university system, so uh, I went to a junior college here in Yuba County, Yuba College they call it because uh, it started here in Yuba County. Now it's uh, over. It, it uh, it's district includes about parts or whole counties or parts of eight counties, eight total counties of influence but not they're not necessarily dipping into taxes on every taxpayer's parcel in all eight counties yuba sutter they get the whole meal deal so um, the interesting thing is our yuba college campus which many of us that are older attended coming out of high school uh, has been allowed to fall into disrepair And a lot of the complaints have have been that they solicited and got a bunch of bonds passed in 2006, I think it was, and uh, something like 100, almost $200 million. And a lot of people feel it's been flitted away in other campuses that don't even want to be associated with Yuba. They would call themselves Woodland Community College. They have a campus in Lake County and Calusa County and stuff like that. And so it seems to a lot of folks in the Yuba Sutter area that the money has been dumped into these new communities that really Yuba Sutter kids don't have anything to do with. But that Yuba Sutter County residents, every parcel in Yuba and Sutter counties has to pay towards these bonds, paying off these bonds that are now paying off colleges or paying for colleges uh, all over the place. So uh, it's, the interesting thing is that that uh, there's been a, a slide in attendance, a downward turn for years. Uh, in attendance, um, in fact, Gavin Newsom just gave the community college system 120 million just to try to get people to come back to junior colleges because you have all this capital out there, you have m- brick and mortar and. And you have uh, teachers. And uh, it says last fall, just 17 of California's 116 community colleges have seen the number of students they enrolled grow since the fall of 2020. At at 42 campuses, more students left in the fall of 2021 than in the fall of 2020. Uh, Officials acknowledged that the number of students attending continued to sag system wide. Fall 2021 headcount is down approximately seven percent from Fall 2020, and that and that and down at twenty percent overall from compared to Fall in 2019. Uh, they lost more than three hundred thousand students over two years. Uh, according to the community college chancellor's office. So uh it's a pretty serious deal and so we see these college campuses building these build building these uh, amazing structures like on the Woodland campus they're putting up a uh, performing arts and culinary arts building uh worth about forty, I don't know, forty three, forty seven million dollars. And uh so basically these bonds have pretty much been spent and there's been a fight recently between Yuba, the Yuba, the Yuba College trustees and the Woodland College, which doesn't want to have Yuba, have Yuba on any of their signs. In fact, they, on their sign in front of their construction project, the, community, the arts uh, center, they don't even list Yuba and Sutter counties as funding counties for that project. And actually, Yuba and Sutter counties are the major funding counties. They just left it right off the sign and said, oh, it's YOLO. And a couple other counties over here that are funding that. So recently they asked uh, the trustees, they wanted $1.7 or $9 million to build a soccer field, uh, a brand new soccer fa- facility. You don't just build a field, right, for one, one point something million, 1. $1.7, 1. $1.9. So uh, it's interesting that some of the folks up here in Yuba Sutter drove down there and drove around the campus and saw that right across the fence from. The Woodland Campus, there's a beautiful soccer complex uh, at the high school. And I brought up last week about the fact that it's interesting that Marysville High School uh, shared a football field with Yuba College uh, for literally decades until Yuba College finally decided to put up their own football field, build a football field and some bleachers and uh, let Marysville just have that field. They called it a War Memorial Stadium. But I we thought, oh, it's like if you want to really spend, you know, get rid of money, there's places to get rid of money. Why don't you fix up some of the, the buildings out at Yuba College because they've allowed them to fall into disrepair, leaky roads. You know, they say, oh, well, the roof leaks. How many of you have ever had a roof leak? I've, I've repaired roof leaks all my life and didn't replace the whole building. And if you let water sit in a building long enough, you get black mold. It's like they talk like black mold just as a curse on the Yuba College campus. And it just came out of nowhere. And actually mold and all those things come from uh, neglect, gross neglect. And so um, people are just going out and getting jobs today and they're because the The uh, education is crummy, and the uh, teachers have a bad attitude, and they're woke. Nobody wants to have a teacher that's woke uh, unless you're screwed up in the head. And uh, they teach uh, crazy stuff. They don't teach you things that you can learn in your everyday life. And so people are just saying they're they're showing their displeasure by just voting with their feet. They don't think they can change anything at the polls because they're rigged. So uh, I mentioned, all right, I cut a couple articles out here regarding Woodland U- College. And by the way, after uh, my friends did some research on the Yuba College, and then they went out and talked to the the campus, uh, the trustees, the seven trustees, and told them how dissatisfied with, their, with them of spending $43 million for a building in Woodland when, when Yuba, Yuba, that's in Yolo County, rather than, Something in Yuba and Sutter counties, and also, uh, why would they go ahead and spend one point seven million or nine million for this uh, this ball field? So, Yuba College campus was said to have over seventy need over seventy three million dollars in repairs, according to the state chancellor's office. They do they do an audit every few years. And the total cost to make all needed repairs on the Yuba College campus, I'm talking about the campus in Linda, right in the county of Yuba, $125 million in it. They don't have the money, right? Because they uh, they have spent it down there in Woodland and, and over in Lake County or maybe uh, even Calusa County. So uh, after the folks spoke at the and, and exp- expressed their displeasure at the trustees meeting they went ahead and and uh reprioritized and gave uh an unanimously one point seven million in and facilities funds for the soccer program and uh so it's a lot let's see Yeah, I think it was one point. They were trying to get one point nine, but they ended up with one point seven. The big issue here is maybe it's time for Woodland to join a different district. And uh, but the sad thing is that if you live in Yuba or Sutter counties and any any parcel you own, it's getting taxed or you're having to pay on the bonds that were floated many years ago when the majority of the money is going into a, a campus that none of us will ever use. It is a not a happy, it's not a happy feeling for people in Yuba and Sutter counties. And, uh, but uh, Woodland doesn't even give credit to people of Yuba Sutter counties, the Woodland campus, who are actually doing the heavy lifting on the paying of the uh, bond uh, payback, the bond payback. So it just goes to show you, I, I think the junior colleges, I hear people complain, very sharp people say, I wouldn't have my kids in that school because of the things they're being taught at at yuba college and i i don't think there's uh, anyone can make a really strong argument for everyone to go to college and i think less that's less so today than ever before and uh, colleges aren't teaching real skills uh they're just teaching you mumbo jumbo intellectual bubble gum and uh so that's a situation here. I'm not sure where it is, where you live, but in California, the schools are in a free fall. In fact, this article that Cal matters wrote, uh, really got my attention because it talked about in the state of California down here at the bottom, this was written last year, actually, <clears throat> that, um, uh, Let's see that k through twelve students had dropped off like I don't know it was eighty thousand or something a massive amount of uh students are disappearing um, I can't really find it right now. And the fact is, many people are leaving California. Now, last year, I was told, that I think it's almost 380,000 people, they know for sure they have counters on them or something, have left the state. So the state is losing population, and many people are taking their kids out of regular schools, and certainly they're taking them out of government schools. And that's having an effect everywhere. Oh, here we go. Um... Oh yeah, the junior college over they lost over 300,000 uh students. Wow. That's that's huge. It's just huge. And uh are also there's we're graduating a lot less or we're having in uh, a lot less uh third graders through uh high school, I think. Uh, because it okay, here we go. Colleges will have to work harder to keep their student population steady. The public K-12 through system is projected to shrink by nearly 600,000 students in eight years. California's overall population has been either stagnant or in slight decline. It's in major decline. Uh, my guess is this year, 2023, we'll lose 400,000 people. And they're not just people. They're not like fentanyl users or meth addicts. There are people that have businesses. There are people that work work hard. They're, they pay taxes. Their kids are uh, they manage their kids. They have kids in school, and uh, it says enrollment growth will have to come from more adults who aren't recent high school graduates. We're talking about adults returning to school. There's no reason for it because you can go out and get great jobs without a high school diploma. Because nobody thinks a high school diploma is that important anymore. It, it just it's you don't know anything uh said there's roughly 3 million 25 to 55 54 year olds who already have some college but no degree that i would fit into that i never did get a degree I dropped out so the the problem is in california kids are leaving are being taken out of school by their parents large numbers are putting them in private schools and uh they're they're figuring out the college thing they're not going to a government college because they they're terrible they're just terrible and so, uh, all right. Well, we'll we'll just leave that right there, and we'll move on. <clears throat> and uh, okay, I just saw today. Uh, do you remember the S? Is it SB five or AB five? The gig law, the law that stopped you from being self-employed. You know, gig. You have a little side deal. You're working. So California is wanting to be a union state where uh, where the unions run all the jobs and everybody has to work for somebody and they can take your taxes out every week, as opposed to if you get a little side job, say maybe you're a carpenter and you do side jobs, you build remodels on the side or maybe you're driving for Uber or Lyft or you got a little, you know, you got a little Avon business or, you know, something, you got a little a side gig. And so they passed this law that said, like truckers that own their own truck, they said you couldn't do that anymore. There's all kinds of rules, you know, to run them out of business or make them go work for someone else. They want everybody to work for someone. And uh, so uh, there was a, a ballot proposition called Proposition 22, and it was a proposition to reverse parts of the gig law and allow us to go back to the way it was well there was prop 22 passed so people that liked the gig law sued to say uh this proposition shouldn't be put into effect and uh it went to court and uh app and and what the court found was app-based ride hauling and delivery companies like uber and lyft can continue to treat their california drivers As independent contractors that's what they always were and uh, a state appeals court ruled Monday allowing the tech Giants to bypass other state laws requiring worker protection and benefits so uh, that's a huge step it did the ruling wasn't uh, a win throughout for the average worker who wants to just make a little money on the side so really what it's forcing people to do is just be more and more illegal in in their lives and so i'm thankful for the uber and lyft drivers if you've ever used a private taxi system uh it's a great deal it was very innovative and now the government is trying to run it so i just wanted to mention that so we we will be back in um, a few minutes and we're going to have five episodes here five segments and uh i have a few clips for you to look at right now we'll be right back
3: Western Europe is the only place in the world where there is no slavery, uh, and even in Western, even the Western Europeans had vast numbers of slaves in the Western in, Hemisphere, yes, but not in Western Europe itself. And so, if you're going to have reparations for slavery, it's going to be the greatest transfer of wealth back and forth, uh, and between, and, and 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 cross-hauling, as they say in, in the railroads. Because the number of of whites, for example, who were enslaved in uh, North Africa by the Barbary pirates exceeded the number of Africans enslaved in the United States and in the American colonies before that put together. But nobody is going to North Africa to ask for reparations because nobody is going to be fool enough to give it to them.
7: But here's the question I keep coming up with. If, if it may have been a lab, may have been nature, we're supposed to look forward, then why did Dr. Fauci work so hard for just one of those theories? Why was it so important to push one over the other? Dr. Barris said, oh, we should entertain uh, all hypotheses. Dr. Fauci had his, uh, his hypothesis, how this started. We should entertain all of them. But that's not what happened. That is definitely not what happened. Three years ago, if you thought it came from a lab, if you raised that, You were called a nut job. You got censored on Twitter. You were blacklisted on Twitter. You were even called a crackpot by the very scientist who in late January sent emails to Dr. Fauci and said it came from a lab. They called you crackpot. Is that right, Dr. Redfield?
6: I think the most upsetting thing to me was the uh, Baltimore Sun calling me a racist because I said this
2: came from a Wuhan lab.
7: Dr Reptil you were you're uh, you you ran the CDC and you were on the coronavirus task force is that right Correct That was formed on January 29, 2020 is that right Correct 2 days later Dr Fauci gets an email from Dr Anderson which says what Virus looks engineered virus not consistent with evolutionary theory Is that accurate
6: that's my understanding. From Next whatever. day.
7: I know. He, did he share that email with you, by the way, Dr. Redfield? No. As a member of the task force, as a head of CDC, did he share that email with you? No. Okay. Next day, February 1st, Dr. Gary sends Dr. Fauci another email. That email says, I don't know how this happens in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. Did he share that email with you, Dr. Redfield? No. You no. didn't see either one of those emails, even though you're head of CDC, even though you're on the coronavirus task force, that had been formed just two days, three days earlier. No. Three days later, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, who told us it came from a lab and emails to Dr. Fauci that Dr. Fauci wouldn't let Dr. Redfield see, three days later, they changed their position 180 degrees. The question is why? Mr. Wade, why would they change their position that fast when the only intervening event is a conference call with Dr. Fauci, the guy who wouldn't let Dr. Redfield see the very emails? that they had sent him, Dr. Redfield, head of CDC, on the Coronavirus Task Force. Why would they change their position, Dr. Wade, or Mr. Wade?
8: Uh, well, this question does lie at the heart of the um, issue. Uh, what is pertinent, it seems to me, is there's, there's no new scientific evidence that we can see that came uh, available between these dates, the Jan 31st I, and Feb 4. Right, there's no new, I think you're, go ahead. So, you have to ask if there were other uh, other kinds of influence uh, available. <clears throat> now it is true that that um, Dr Fauci and Dr Farry in London were very powerful research officials, and between them they controlled. I,
7: I read your testimony. I saw all okay. that. Yeah. So uh, why don't you cut to the chase and tell me what you really think was the reason? <laughs> uh,
8: I don't know what what the reason was. I do. I
7: know th- what it was. Uh, I. Go well, ahead. no, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you say it, because I read your testimony. I think you you said it in your testimony, too. Maybe you're reluctant <clears throat> to say it here, but go ahead.
8: Well, if you're looking at the timeline, on um, May 21st, um, just uh, a few weeks after the Nature, Medi- uh, the, the Nature Medicine article had come out, uh, two of the signatures of the original email to uh, Dr. Fauci, that, that's Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, were a- awarded a $9 million grant for the. So there's piece. nine
7: million reasons why they changed their mind. I knew you'd get to it. I read that last night. Three months after. So three days after they say it came from a lab, they changed their position, and the only intervening events, a conference call with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins, again, a call that Mr. Redfield was not allowed to be on, the head of CDC and on the Coronavirus Task Force. And then three months later, shazam, they get nine million bucks from Dr. Fauci. Well, is not act something. Isn't that something? That's why we want to talk to these guys. That's why Chairman Winstrom wants to bring in Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary and ask them a series of questions so we can get to the bottom of this so we can move forward and deal with this. Here's the key question. Look, I don't, I'm not I'm just a common-sense guy from Ohio. I, I, well, I, was, I majored in wrestling in college, but I got a degree in economics. You're supposed to get a degree when you go to college. I got one in economics, and one of the things they tell you about is a thing called opportunity cost. So when you're spending your time making sure that the country believes only one of these theories, you could have been doing what Dr. Redfield was doing in our government, trying to figure out how we deal with this virus. And what was was Dr. Fauci doing? He was trying to cover his backside. And everybody knows it. And that's the part that ticks us off, because this is the highest paid guy in our government getting all kinds of money to tell us things that were not accurate, because we now know U.S. tax dollars went to a lab in China, a lab that was not up to code, a lab that was doing gain-of-function research, and that's where this thing most definitely came from. And Dr. Fauci had to prove, no, no, he can't have that news getting out. And that's why he did what he did to the exclusion of a brilliant guy running our CDC, kept him out of the loop. Keeping him out of the loop probably potentially could have harmed America. That's the thing that ticks us all off. And that's why, Mr. Chairman, this, this hearing is so darn important, and we get to the bottom of really what happened. I yield back.
6: We're good to go. I wanted to uh, you you have noticed uh, these uh, bank failures you know we've uh, we have uh, the government is throwing everything but the kitchen sink at us to break the uh, the small business people to make, break individuals, break the middle class. We had COVID. We've had train derailments. We've had we've had uh, balloons flying over the place, surveilling us. We've had, as I mentioned, train derailments. Uh, now we're having a collapse of the banking system. It's just it's just going on and on and on and on, and, on. and uh, so it's a time that we're going to have to fight. And uh, I was meeting with a group of people tonight that we call ourselves the Freedom Coalition Network, freedomco.net. It's a website, and you can go to it no matter where you are in outer Slambodia or wherever. And uh, it's really kind of geared towards California, but you can glean off of it uh, great uh, articles, great research material, uh, great videos on everything from covid to vaccine, vaccine mandates, vaccine exemption, how to how to uh, deal with if you've taken the jab, uh, political issues, mandated vaccines for kids, uh, chemtrails, uh, the collapse of the banking system, probably election fraud, everything that kind of hot and bothered right today. It's called FreedomCo.net, and uh, you can just it's free you can look at it and uh check it out and we're rebuilding it right now. We started out really focused on covid and a lot of the uh mandates and the violations of people's civil rights of forcing us out of political meetings and stuff. So we uh we've been fighting that for 3 years now, so we're we're the group of us are kind of rethinking the website to be more uh, relevant. You know how website, once you print something on there, put something up there, it, it actually becomes irrelevant within a week, it seems sometimes. So I just posted a couple items. It's going to be posted in, the, in the 24 hours of David Martin, Dr. David Martin. One is on the lies and the deceit of the government, U.S. government and CDC on covid and it's a great uh, talk uh, because it's in light of what Robert, Dr. Robert Redfield just spoke in front of Congress, saying that he tried to tell uh, the doctors, Fauci, Burks, and the rest of them, that the, uh, there was no way that that virus came out of, out of the wild or off the streets. It was actually doctored up in a lab. Uh, so, anyways, a great talk about that. Then there's another talk by Dr. David Martin, who used to be, used to be known as a finance guru until he stood up and spoke out against COVID and the fraud, and then he lost a lot of his customers. But he still has his brain on finances, and he has a great talk about the uh, Silicon Valley Bank (SVB). And uh, so, check that. You can look on the on the front page. Just scroll down on uh, Freedom Co dot net so uh, use that as you will i just had some people this week wanted some jab exemption forms and we were able to get them to them but i wanted to mention a friend of mine who has been fighting gavin Mussolini, the california governor and um, and the consumer affairs in california they they like to license businesses. In other words, you can't operate in California certain businesses unless you get a an occupational license from the government. It's a Ponzi scheme, or not a Ponzi scheme, but it's a scheme of protection. They say, oh, yeah, well, we're just keeping the standards high and all this. What they're doing is people that used to be barbers and stuff like that and cosmetology people, they want to keep other people out make it more difficult to get in the business, and then they can— uh, They make more money, and so it costs them more. They have to go to these schools, pay $10,000, $20,000. So lots of businesses are licensed in California, but if you cross a state line and go to other states, you could do the exact same business without having to get a state license. You may have to get a local business license. I'm actually against all the state licenses and the local business license. It's interesting. You go into a county or a city, and then the city or county says, well, you have to pay us in order to make a living here. Doesn't it sound kind of odd when you say it that way? You have to pay us if you want to make a living in our geographical area. And if you don't, then we're going to stop your business from operating. We're going to punish you. And so Randy Mitchell, a friend of mine, who started and uh, launched a business many years ago now called Uppercut Barbershop, and then he expanded to two, and then three, then four, then five shops, and now offers not only just haircut for men, but also hair, uh, uh, hair attire, hair fixing for women, and uh, also nails and a few other things in some of the other shops. Some are salons, some are barber shops. So during COVID, as I mentioned before, he decided because he couldn't make a living going home and staying home, and there was no unemployment. And he couldn't get an SBA loan, so he couldn't. Uh, he went back to work after a few days of shutting down, like they told him to. But his barbers were all broke, and they had to. They he said, "We'll come back to work. Let's stay open." So when they stayed open, the Marysville Police Department came to the door, and uh, first they said, "We're going to take you to jail." He said, "Fine, let's go to jail." Then they said, "Oh, we changed our mind. Now we're going to give you a citation for a thousand dollars." The district attorney, Clint Curry, in Yuba County refused to prosecute because he said that he wasn't going to prosecute, I'm putting quotes around this, COVID crimes, which we thank God for him. He's a constitutional uh, district attorney. That wasn't the same all the way around the state. Some people uh, lost everything they had. Some barbers shut down, lost everything they had, and then came to work for my friend Randy. So they, they, the state, he was always licensed. He had a personal license. He had a occupational license, a location license, and had all that. But uh, the state then, because he wouldn't shut down, they removed his licenses. They withdrew their licenses fr- from him personally and for the business site so then he stayed open and they kept harassing him they kept being at his shop and filming his shop and they kept showing up at his shop and they tried to get two of the uh, locations that are operating in the chico mall in butte county and in the uh, yuba city mall that's in sutter county they tried to get the owner of the mall to throw him out because he wasn't licensed they refused to do that now the latest thing today is that they uh, the the government that's a uh, Newsom's uh jackboot Nazis uh are now th- threatening uh the owner of the malls to uh throw him out then uh, secondly uh when he wouldn't do that then they are saying we want uh we're subpoenaing the lease agreement that he has with your uh with your mall he refused to do that so th- this coming Thursday, uh, the 23rd of uh, March, at one o'clock, Randy Mitchell was again going to be brought before a judge to see what they're going to do with him as a barber who refuses to get a license. Now he bar- he's barbering for, I don't know, 17 years or so. He now refuses to go back and get a license from the state or pay damages to the state because he cut people's hair uh, when the covid virus was in town and you could go to walmart and jerk people's hair off the top of their head you could get away with that but you can't cut hair and make them look nice so we know we all know it's stupid but now it's become a vengeance for a uh, new and even though he cheats all the time uh he bribes people people bribe him uh the F's the the silicon valley bank gave his wife who has this supposed nonprofit, $100,000 towards her nonprofit. Do you think they'd really give it to her if she wasn't married to Gavin Mussolini? Uh, He's also uh, been involved. He's got money for for his uh, wineries from this bank. And uh, so it's actually illegal for politicians who have businesses to go and lobby the sta- the federal government for money for the business, the bank business, which he just got through doing, lobbying money. For the uh, bank business that he's profiting from, he actually got loans from them. His wife got donations from, them. and so w- what we have is criminals in government. But if but if, then they changed the laws, and uh, they they violated our constitutional rights by taking our property without due process of law. We talked about this last week. If they want to take your real estate to widen the road they have to go through due process of law and pay you an agreed upon amount for the property when they take your the ability of you to do business like they block off your business uh for some reason for a period of time they have to actually compensate you for that they what they did with COVID is none of that they just ignored all the constitutional rules they just said we don't need the constitution now we have gavin Mussolini. So Randy refused to close, so the 23rd this coming Thursday, he was scheduled at 1 p.m. They finally found a corrupt D.A. to prosecute Randy Mitchell. The the D.A.s in Butte, Sutter, and Yuba, where he operates uh, uh, some of his salons, Uh, none of those would prosecute him. But the Placer County one must have real aspirations for politics because he's already dirty uh, you can't hardly be in politics without being dirty. And so this uh, attorney was pro- going to uh, prosecute him this coming uh, Thursday. So we had hundreds of people lined up coming, about 300 signs. And uh, we've had it on Facebook. we have had it on the podcast. We've had it on a variety. We had it on website at freedomco.net. You can go over there right now, freedomco.net, and look on the front page uh a home page and you can see a video of randy telling about what he went through uh, when they came and took his biz, tried to take his business from him and why he he considers himself an american <clears throat> so anyway we just got noticed tonight and tonight is the, the 15th of march this will show up on the 18th it's a uh, wednesday night we just got word tonight that uh, they are dismissing the case in Placer County against Randy Mitchell uh, and against Uppercut Barbershop. So if you uh, were planning to be there to to protest, which was we we're going to try to get there 1130 and get in an out, a couple hours of protest uh, during the court hearing. Uh, but they have a, a contacted Randy Mitchell's attorney saying they they're dismissing the case. Now, whether they're going to refile some other case, I don't know. These people are dishonest. They don't have any integrity. They lie. Uh, they are amazing. Uh, it's, you know, you, you kind of give people the benefit of the doubt when you just get to meet them or hear about them. But when you you see what they actually are doing, lying and cheating and manipulating, it's disgusting, people. It's really disgusting. So uh, so if you planned on helping Randy, uh, you might keep your ear to the ground, as someone once said. But as of tonight, uh, they are not going to have this. But I'll tell you, we can round up a group quick if they turn around and say, oh, no, we changed our mind. Because the government does all kinds of stuff. They say one thing and do something totally, totally different. So I want to mention a couple uh people that make this uh, this program be on the air and on the internet and that's little billy's excavator and backhoe service that's israel garcia or izzy garcia as he likes to go he is a veteran marine he's a patriot he lives here in yuba county but he serves uh, uh your needs all over northern california if you need excavator or a backhoe service you can text him or call him at 530 360 10 530-300-6010 and just tell them you heard it on no hostages radio also I wanted to mention all power services that's uh will fanning and ross and and uh josh uh james and uh you can reach them at 530 347 they are known throughout the land located in Yuba City, California, as the guys who can just fix anything. You just bring it in, whatever it is, from a little thing like, like a uh, weed eater, chainsaw, mower, all the way up to a big uh, tractor-trailer rig, all the way if you, you want to bring in your generator, your power washer, your electrical devices, all stuff, they will fix it. They will take your broken items and give it back to you brand new all power services that they call themselves because they fix all of that stuff. Even your recreational things, the, the snowmobiles, the, uh, jet skis. Uh, so 1469 Stewart road in Yuba city, and they will take care of you. You can dial or text them at five, three, zero, eight, four, four, zero, three, four, seven. Also Allen's auto body. And they, uh, always take care of my car after it's been in a fight. Uh, They're located at Tea Garden at Sutter Street in Yuba City. You can't miss it when you drive down Sutter and you're wondering where Tea Garden is. If you see a building with a big, wide, horizontal canary yellow stripe around it, you have arrived at Kevin Clark's place. That's Allen's Auto Body, 530-671-1057. 671-1057. That's a landline, so don't be texting it. All right. Uh, I wanted to, let me just see if I can find this really fast. Uh, oh, let me give you a couple bad news regarding the, uh, I know Dr. Lou's our doctor here and she will never report that, that the jab killed anybody because she's gets paid so much money to keep her mouth shut and do stupid stuff. So, uh, I would just, I got three or four people. 19 year old National Guard soldier dies suddenly after completing a two mile run fitness test. Okay. Jacob Pruitt, 19 of Bennington, Oklahoma, collapsed and died after completing the two mile run portion of the Army combat fitness test. after he ran, he walked away from the track, fell to the ground, and was found unresponsive. You know, you can't be in the military right now without taking the jab. So he probably ruined his heart with the jab and saw people like Dr. Liu and all these, hell. oh, you don't know that. You know, it's amazing. All the fraud, fraud every single day, of people go into the hospital and they call, Oh, he died of COVID. 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 What a lie. CPR was performed, taken by ambulance, declared dead. Uh, it was the third on duty sports, recreation, physical training mishap in fiscal year 23 and above the number of online sports, recreation, and physical training fatalities from this year. In other words, it's way higher than normal. That's what they're trying to say. Uh so you know, then all the condolences. Twenty-one-year-old MMA fighter Isaiah Abel suffers cardiac arrest right during the fight. Twenty-one. They saved his life, though. They got him to the hospital and uh they they got hit they they kept him going. And then we have St. Louis Battlehawks, athletic director. Let me give you his name. Ben Siegfried. And I bet you think he's an old timer like me. No, he's a young guy. He's in his 20s. Early 20s. And he just passed away. Just died. Boom. Well liked. He was a uh, athletic trainer for Lebanon Valley College. Worked with XL athletic training department uh he was worked with our battle the battle hawks and defenders for the season anyway the guy was a mainstay loved and and all that kind of stuff great shape you know and man you take the jab all all bets are off as they say all bets are off uh 28 year old rapper costa crossed a titch Dies after collapsing on stage at Johannesburg South Africa Music Festival. His actual name is Costa Sobanoglu. Sobanoglu. So Banoglu, So he just called himself Costa Titch. Uh, let's see. So all these guys got the jab, got themselves in a little Pickle, And a lot of you got jabbed. And if you want to ever shoot me an email or a text or call me, I'd like to know if you're suffering from vaccine adverse events, VAERS, vaccine, a vaccine adverse event. So I'd like to know that. Well, we're at the end of our second segment, and we'll be right back.
5: I brought with me the Omni, four thousand one hundred and fifty five pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, one thirty in the morning when it was released. Now People argue that it's conservatives' fault. You don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now, let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? 1.1 trillion dollars in new debt Or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no good, rotten way to run your government.
2: And we know that families and churches, not government officials, know best how to create a strong and loving community. And above all else, we know this. In America, we don't worship government, we worship God. USA! USA!
9: But there's another point, too, and this is something that I want to say specifically to the trans activists who are now crying and panicking and hysterically ranting about imaginary genocides. I say they're doing that now, They didn't just start doing it now. They've been doing it all along. This is all they ever do. But I want you, if you're in that group, I want you to listen to this part very closely. Please always remember this. You started it. You started it. So I see you on social media and on the news and out marching the street, crying your crocodile tears and claiming that you're being set upon by fascist right-wingers who won't let you just Live your lives in peace. What do we ever do to you, you cry. Why are you so angry at us? Well, let me answer that question. You see, the, the rest of us were living our lives. We were minding our own business when you came along and demanded that we abandon everything we know about fundamental physical reality for your sake. That's what you did. You claim the right to walk into whatever bathroom you want, whatever locker room, whatever sports team. Nobody else has ever had that right. Nobody else has ever had that right to just do whatever they want, go anywhere they want. But you wanted it. You came after our children, seeking to suck them into your suicide cult just to make yourselves feel better. You tried to restructure human society to make it affirming to you personally. You wanted to force the whole world to bend to your narcissism. You tried to put words in our mouths. You tried to control how we speak, even when you're not in the room. Your ego is so out of control that you even tried to take possession of parts of the English language, like you can own them as a pet. You waved that hideous, ridiculous flag in our face and wouldn't stop waving it. You demanded not just tolerance, but celebration. You did all of that. That was you. And now you cry victim because some of us have simply answered no. You made demands. Many people surrendered to those demands immediately, but some of us, a few of us, are refusing. And that makes you what? A victim? You bullied most people into submission right away, but now you want to compare yourselves to Jews in the Holocaust because a a few of us can't be controlled so easily? Well, that is just a testament to your boundless narcissism. It didn't have to be this way. If you were really interested in privacy, if you really simply wanted the ability to live your life as you wished, um, then you could have had that. So you could have had that. If you had just said, "Well, I'm going to live as though I'm the opposite sex. I'm going to tell everyone that I'm the opposite sex," and I'm going to change my name and how I dress and I'm going to do all of this because it's what I want to do and it's how I want to live. Well, if you just said that, you, you could have done that. I personally still would not have agreed with your lifestyle and I personally would not have gone along with the charade and I would not have affirmed the lie. I would not have. But society generally would have left you alone as you claim you want. Um, and I, I know that because that was already the experience of the very small minority of trans identified people in this country up until the last decade or so. Prior to this past decade, this tiny group of people basically lived the lifestyle they wanted to live and there wasn't much attempt to stop them from doing so. It wasn't, we didn't really talk about it. It wasn't discussed. It was very much on the fringes. But that wasn't good enough for you. In your vanity, you couldn't be satisfied merely with the ability to live how you want. You demanded the celebration. You needed not just the ability to practice your lifestyle, but you needed a parade following behind you and cheering you on the whole time. And you needed affirmation. My God, your, your obsessive, unquenchable need for affirmation. Have you noticed that nobody else walks around every day demanding that the entire world affirm them every second. No one ever did that. No one has lived their life that way, walking around looking for affirmation. None none of the rest of us even think about that. The idea that you're going to walk out your door and you need to be affirmed by people? Affirmed? How is that anyone's job to affirm you? You decided to do that. You couldn't just believe whatever you believed about yourself. Nobody can stop you from having a belief about yourself. You wanted the rest of us to believe it, too. You wanted to force us to believe it. You wanted society to be restructured around your self-perceptions. And you wanted our children. You wanted to induct countless children into your confusion, baptize them into it, so that the confusion you foster in them might affirm the confusion you harbor in your own minds. You pretended that you wanted freedom, but you had that. You wanted more. You didn't just want your own lifestyle. You wanted us to participate in it with you. That's what this comes down to. You are demanding our participation. And what we are saying to you, some of us, is no. Can you get that through your heads? We are allowed to say no. We are not going to participate. You are the mouse who wanted a cookie, and you were given the cookie, and you ate it, but then you wanted to eat everything else in the house too. Some people object, finally object, and you break down in tears like a child who has to leave the playground. You push too far, way too far, and now this is the pushback. In summary, you wanted this fight. You asked for it. You demanded it. And now you have it.
3: Now you have it. Well, You're
6: Okay, this is what I wanted to get to right here for a minute. And it says, Sunshine Week in California. What do you think about that? California is noted to be sunny, right? This is a great article. It says, yes, it's always sunny in California. At least that's what we tell ourselves. Why do we need a special week to celebrate? Because the sunshine we're talking about may stream down from the sky every day, but sometimes doesn't seem to quite make it into the nooks and crannies of big government. Illuminating some of the darker cracks and crevices of government is what we do here at Transparent California. We've been doing that for over a decade, Transparent California says, with your help and support and hope to continue doing that for as long as you think it's necessary. Baby, we've never needed it so bad in our life. We know one of the darker corners of government is spending practices, and that niche can be particularly dark when spending benefits themselves. Did you hear what he said? When spending benefits the people that are making the choice to spend it. Who are those people? Public employees. That niche can be particularly dark. Not the people of the state or local communities or school district, No, uh, most of all this money is that we're collecting from taxes is going to public employees. So what Transparent California does is uh, it keeps track of th- over 37 million compensation and pension payment records online, totaling $2.3 trillion dollars each year, all obtained directly from actual records of the state and local agencies involved. Now, I want to give you an example. Now, I always pitch Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, HJTA.org, as as something that everybody should donate to, every year or every month or every few months. HJTA.org. You can do it very quickly with a credit card on the phone. Now, this is the second one I would say to donate money to. Transparent California, and I think it is Transparent. I always get confused on this. TransparentCalifornia.org or TransparentCalifornia.com. So let me just... There it is already, TransparentCalifornia.com. There you have it right there. Boom. So everybody can give online to transparentcalifornia.com. why if you've ever tried to find out salary information from your local government and know what a terrible experience that is this is like does you can just look at right up on your computer and probably your phone if you're good so um anyway check this out this is shocking in 2021 transparent california gathered 2.6 million compensation records uh, from 2,300, almost 2,300 agencies totaling $220 billion. We also gathered pension records from 56 agencies who paid 1.4 million recipients a total of $59 billion. Wow. If we dig a little deeper, they say, and look at the data itself, we see some really interesting stuff. And actually, it's scary how gnarly it is. So... Um, it says, did you know 982,000? These are just California employees, people. You think they had that many employees? <laughs> did you know 982,701 public employees re- receive total compensation over $100,000 a year from our government agencies? Did you hear what I said? Almost a million public employees each get. Over a hundred grand a year. Did you ever think you'd ever make a hundred grand in your life? I I've not made half that. Hilarious. They get a a million employees essentially get one hundred thousand dollars, or more a year. Eighty thousand two hundred six of these are above two hundred and fifty thousand a year. Three thousand forty seven of these are over five hundred thousand dollars a year. Did you think celebrities like movie stars and baseball players and stuff made that kind of money? Well, your fellow government employees three thousand forty seven of them are making over one half million dollars a year. That's way over a thousand dollars a day, way over. even if you count every holiday, Saturday, Sunday, every day that you can dream up. 171 of California's employees received over $1 million a year. Now, right now, I'm going to go on with this and tell you some more interesting information, but I just want to interject right here that in our community, Yuba County that has Measure K They've been like ripped us off big time, lied, cheated, manipulated, committed uh, uh, deception. They've been collecting an extra 1% sales tax, millions of dollars a year, millions of dollars a year. And they are getting ready to put that on the ballot again. Marysville, which has a 1% extra sales tax on top of the state sales tax is getting ready to put theirs on the ballot. Yuba city across the river is going to put their 1% on the ballot. They just decided to give a local PR lady, $175,000 violating the California and, and United States constitution of taking our tax dollars and giving it away to convince people to give more of their tax dollars away. Uh, And then we have Sutter County who just suffered a defeat on Measure A. They are now are all these are all coming up in 2024. Uh, They're not. Well, not they aren't all. But uh, the Yuba City and uh, Sutter County will come up in 2024. Okay, now all these districts want more money why do they want there's there's just a very simple there's two two reasons I'll I'll pin it right down for you one they're paying people way more than they're worth number two they have a ponzi scheme where they're paying people salaries with future generations money a ponzi scheme is look it up you can you can uh, do a search on the internet, Charles Ponzi, P-O-N-Z-I. Charles Ponzi came up with an idea of of touting to the public that he could take their money and invest it and earn these fantastic returns, way more than anybody would offer them anywhere in real life. You remember you, if you heard things, it's too good to be true? Well, it was too good to be true, but people had a lust for making a lot of money, fast money. So people gave Charles Ponzi their money. And then he did not invest it like he said he would. He just kept it. And then he got other people to give him money. And so with the other people's money, the secondary people's money, he then paid the first people interest on their money. Again, he never, the money was sitting around. He never generated any money with investments. So then he had a third wave of of, of givers, and those people would pay their money would pay for the first people and the second people. Then you had a fourth wave of givers, and they paid for the first, second, and third. And pretty soon, you just flat run out of people, and you can't keep— your, your money is not generating any money. You're just getting other people's money. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You ever heard that term? Well, uh, that's exactly what the California Public Employment Retirement System is, or the State Teachers Retirement system is stirs or purse and what that is is they guarantee people a certain amount of money just like charles ponzi guaranteed him a certain interest rate and um, he said if you i'll give you that interest rate and then so the next wave of people next wave next wave next wave they heard about people getting that money they're actually getting the money they're give he's given that first wave some money He's actually coming up with the money. So the guys, they, people started lusting for that money. So what happened in in the government, when government unions got involved and uh, they, government employees at one time were not allowed to unionize, they unionized them. And then they created a guaranteed Ponzi scheme where you would get this fantastic amount, almost your entire pay, you would get the almost the same amount as what you were getting paid. If you if you lasted like 30 years, right, if you asked, it lasted 30 years, they'd multiply that times the percentage uh, like they were giving some law enforcement people three percent. So you multiply three percent times 30. That's 90. They would give you 90 percent of your highest year's pay. How would you like that? Well, if you got two hundred thousand dollars, you're going to be making a lot of money and you're maybe retiring when you're fifty five. So maybe you live in 30 years times it's, it's a lot of money, right? So you only work 30 years and then they will continue to pay you for the, like right now we have, I figured out the other day, we have five. What did I figure out? We had five somebody's that were uh, all getting paid and, uh, and we had one working. We had five retired and one working in that occupation. Now, this is a Ponzi scheme. That is when a future generation has to pick up the tab on people they never even had any contact with. They, they might be 90 years old, 80 years old. Oh, yeah, I just realized there were five Yuba City police fire chiefs, excuse me, five Yuba City fire chiefs still living, collecting pensions at a determined rate. In other words, it doesn't go up and down depend on investments. It goes, it's a fixed pension amount, and they'll get that till they die. Now it has nothing to do with the amount of return that CalPers gets because they are woke. So that means they're more focused if they got a homosexual on the board. It has nothing to do with anybody's on the board that actually understands investments. It's like they want to only support maybe Buddha groups. They don't want to support Christian groups. They don't want to support guy businesses they they want to support woke groups those groups that support transgenderism that are anti-oil that are anti-smoking that are anti this anti that right they're all they invest socially so there's no way they're ever going to make enough money to pay off these these uh pensions do you know how i know this ask any agency that you know in the, the areas how much pension liability do they owe? So a little county like Yuba, Yuba County, one of the smaller counties population wise, uh in the state, will will owe 150, 160, 170 million dollars. Would you, you say, Lou, well, how can they owe that? Well, they can't pay it. They're supposed to pay people their payment plus put aside their their pay, you know, their uh, retirement, and they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to pay their bills at the end of the month. Just like when you can't afford your bills, you know you're in trouble financially, right? Our counties, our cities, our state can't afford to pay their their employee bills every month. They have to borrow to do that. And they have to pay interest because they can't pay on time. Do you know when I get my credit card bills, if I don't pay it on time, they charge me a fine, and if i don't pay the full balance they charge me a pretty steep interest rate but i have the ability to pay every month because i'm careful and i wouldn't i i live according to my means the government does not live according to their my their, its means they are corrupted and how how are they corrupted very simple unions promise people running for office support if they'll promise to take care of the unions very simple it's called incest. It's like if you have three daughters and you can't find yourself a girlfriend, so you have sex with one of your daughters. They're in-house. It's incest. It's incestuous. It's the same thing we have with government unions. They vote in politicians. They make agreements with them. Then the politician makes it, takes care of them when they get in there. You with me? Stick with me now. So what happens is we now pay these fantastic salaries. I think I talked to you about a salary. The chief of police in 2021, Rob Landon, I think was making over $300,000 a year. I like Rob. Nice guy. Retired now. I wish him well. Hopefully he lives a million years. Uh, but the fact is he he never uh, he was never worth $300,000. He will never be worth $300,000. I don't think anybody working locally is worth two hundred thousand dollars uh, it's, it's ridiculous two hundred three hundred a hundred and eighty thousand we got a, a east uh we have a, a Asian man or woman I don't know which one it is it's an Asian that's making seven hundred thousand dollars as a psychiatrist and I don't even know whether they show up at an office here they may just be doing telemed. We have hundreds of people uh in Sutter county making hundreds of thousands of dollars it's crazy and that's why we're going broke there's no other reason you're giving plenty of money they're just misspending it and they can't afford to pay these pensions but they they don't want to do anything differently so uh from t- 2020 to 2021 the average total pay and benefits has risen from 100. this is average of the state of California all employees 120,892 it's gone up to 126 six hundred six hundred and eighty eight. So that's that's almost a full six thousand dollar increase in pay in one year. It's four point eight percent. From two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty one the average growth rate has been four point six four percent. Not in returns on investment for CalPERS. <clears throat> CalPERS can't match what I get on my own personal investments. Now, wouldn't it be better if everybody took their investment and had individual advisors to invest for them, and if they didn't like them, they could switch? With Calpers, you're held hostage; you got to you got to stay there. And and the and the, the the benefit of it is they are giving a, a determined pension income for the rest of your life. I, I invest my own money through a, a a person that helps me, and that. There's no guarantees on how much I'm going to make every year or how much I'm going to be able to live on at the end. But it's a corrupt system, the CalPERS system, and it's going to take an act of the legislature to change it. But all of them are in on it, right? It's You know, it's great when you're stealing from your employer. You're stealing from the till, as they used to say, <clears throat> the cash register. It's best when everybody's stealing from them, then nobody's going to get in trouble, right? If everybody's in on the deal, that's the way CalPERS and CalSTRS, it's a, char- it's a Ponzi scheme. <clears throat> so how about this? The top paid employee, you wonder who that is in the state of California? It's head, head coach in the University of California system. I don't know what he coaches, Charles Kelly. In 2021, he got $5.7 million dollars. Charles Kelly for coaching a sport, okay? The first non the first non sports highly paid employees is Jason Rustain. Rustain. Uh, he's listed as a associate clinical professor in the uh, UC system. Total compensation three point four million dollars. He's a professor. Associate professor. Uh, highest paid city manager, Will, William Rawlings. He, he wins it pretty routinely. I think six point seven six hundred seventy four thousand five hundred $674,500 uh, of the city manager of Artesia highest public safety employee, Mark Coopwood, assistant chief of police of the city of Beverly Hills. He gets $864,903 in change. How about eight hundred eight sixty five? Almost a million dollars, right? He is the assistant chief of police, the highest paid K through 12 school superintendent. That's James Hammond. He's superintendent of Ontario Montclair School District. Mr. Hammond, who has taken the top spot for a number of years, made total compensation of seven hundred and forty three thousand five hundred ninety six dollars. People it's just unbelievable and these are they've they uh they've written a nice article here i want to encourage you to look up your city your county your jurisdiction you can go transparentcalifornia.com and then they'll they'll have some uh they'll list they have a list of uh, jurisdictions you can click on and then you pick out your city and pick out the year you want to look at and you can just start scrolling through page after page after page like marysville Or Yuba County and Sutter County, they have over a 1,000 employees. Unbelievable, just unbelievable. So uh, I want to really encourage you to, these are my favorite groups standing up for the people, and that's transparentcalifornia.com. Give them some money. Please be kind, be generous. They're, they're doing something you wouldn't do. I've, I've gleaned so much information by going to their website. They probably think that guy's always coming over here, checking our website. So, uh And go to hjta.org. They have saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. We're going to take a break. We just finished half our show. We'll be right back. I'm going to get me something cold to drink because I'm getting all dry and everything.
10: but I'm almost sure it's nothing. I mean, they do still teach them how to read, barely. Um, but, okay, they can do that. And maybe math, no, not even math anymore, because they got calculators, and they can't tell you what 8 times 7 is. I mean, we had to, we had to learn a times table. Yeah, Did yeah. you have to do, had yeah, to eight do that? 8 times 7, 56, yeah. But, I mean, first of all, it was just part of something they did in school. Like, they didn't let you out the door of high school unless you had a sort of basic understanding of the world and our place in it and what happened before us and basic things. I mean, I didn't like math or biology, but I sat through them because I had to. And we were afraid if we didn't do well... That there would be terrible repercussions, like getting left back. You know, they didn't, nowadays they would never use that term, by the way. No. Left back, because it's way too. It's negative. Yes, it's way too, oh my God, you're stigmatizing people. And it's like, yes, good.
11: Seven brands that Nazi ties before World War II. One, Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss founded his company in 1923. In 1931, he became a member of the Nazi party. This proved a lucrative arrangement for his brand. Hugo Boss's sales increased a hundredfold during the 1930s. The company produced the famous all-black SS uniforms. Later it also produced uniforms for the Wehrmacht and Waffen-SS. In 2011, the company issued an official apology. 2. IBM IBM produced tabulating equipment to process huge volumes of data. In 1937, the American company sold this equipment to the Third Reich. The Nazis used IBM's sophisticated punch cards to track undesirables. Jews, gypsies, and people sentenced to death were assigned codes. The punch card system made it easy to keep track of them. This was mostly done through Diehameg, IBM's German subsidiary. Diehameg leased and maintained the Nazis' punch card machines. 3. Porsche Ferdinand Porsche founded his company in 1931. One of the first assignments the automaker received came from the Nazi government. Adolf Hitler wanted Porsche to design a people's car. This resulted in the iconic Volkswagen Beetle. The specifications for the vehicle came from Hitler himself. The Volkswagen was made available to all citizens through a savings scheme. 4. Chase Bank between 1936 and 1941, the Nazis amassed over $20 million in a war bond scheme. The money was stolen from Jews fleeing the country. The banks enabling these transactions earned $1.2 million in commissions. Over $500,000 went to Chase National Bank and its subagents. Roosevelt froze German assets in America in 1941. But Chase unblocked the accounts, letting Nazis channel their money to South America. In Nazi-occupied France, the bank sided with the Germans. They froze accounts belonging to Jews and refused to unblock them. 5. Bayer In 1925, the pharmaceutical company joined five others to create IG Farben. This chemical conglomerate was the largest in the world. It was also the most notorious. The company's factories used slave labor during World War II. And one of their products was Zyklon B it was a poison gas used to kill over 1 million people in gas chambers. Bayer also employed Helmuth Vett, an SS captain who conducted medical experiments on camp inmates. 6. Siemens Siemens built factories at concentration camps to take advantage of the free labor. Forced labor was what made Siemens Germany's number one manufacturer. The company oversaw the railway infrastructure. It was in charge of power generation and communications. It produced electrical goods, medical goods, and industrial equipment. The conditions at Siemens factories were so bad that many workers collapsed. They were often sent to the gas chambers and replaced with new ones. 7. Ford Henry Ford held anti-Semitic views and was even decorated by Nazi Germany. Adolf Hitler referred to Ford as my inspiration in main camp. Henry Ford's secretary, Ernest Liebold, might have been a Nazi agent. All this explains why Ford Motor Company did a booming business in the Third Reich. When the war began in 1939, Ford proclaimed his neutrality. But the company's European subsidiaries helped the German war effort. Edsel Ford supported this decision even after America joined the war. Ford's plants in Germany used slave workers. In 1945, a U.S. investigator called Ford's German operation an arsenal of
1: Nazism, at least for military vehicles. You no know political party Abraham Lincoln was a part of? Democratic. No. <laughs> no. Republican.
8: Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, started, the started
1: the Republican Party.
8: then. Yeah, I know. Okay. I Guess Republicans aren't so bad. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess not. What party was Lincoln a part of?
8: Um,
6: the Democratic Party. No. Lincoln.
1: Republican Party. Uh,
4: Democratic.
1: No. Republicans had a very different outlook back in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. They wanted to free the slaves back then? Was that the Republican Party? Or was that just kind of a general consensus of. That was the Republican Party, yeah. Okay. yeah it was like the Republican was pretty much the anti slavery party. The Democrats were like the party of the KKK, things like that. Ironic how things change, isn't it?
12: <laughs> the Pentagon was very worried about actually launching a full blown bioweapons arms race. Because they said, nobody, you know, this is very sketchy. The Patriot Act, you know, exemptions are very sketchy and people don't even know about it. And so they didn't want to do it. So they took the money that Cheney gave them, $2.2 2 billion, and they funneled it through NIH. And it all went through Anthony Fauci. So beginning in 2002, Anthony Fauci got a 68% raise from the Pentagon for doing bioweapons development. Wow. And he got a raise of billions of dollars a year to do it. And then he started building, doing, that's when they started doing all this gain of function. And then in 2014, three of those bugs escaped in high profile escapes from different labs in the United States. Fauci had built all these new labs at BU at Galveston to to do his shenanigans. And so three of the bugs escaped and they, they received publicity in a small box and a lot of really bad things. And then Congress held hearings on it. Everybody was angry. These bugs escaped and 300 scientists, top scientists, sent letters to Obama saying you've got to shut down Anthony Fauci because he's going to create a pandemic. And so Obama ordered a moratorium and at that time, Fauci had 18 different uh, gain-of-function experiments he was doing around the United States. But uh, Obama ordered him to shut them all down, but he didn't. He instead moved his stuff offshore to Wuhan, where he could do it out of sight of these 300 scientists and nosy White House officials who were trying to shut him down. And they continued to do it with Ralph Barrick, the same people he was funding here Ralph Barrick wow. and Peter Dayzak, and they moved their operations to the Wuhan Lab.
6: throat. So um, let me see here. I want to mention uh, Dr. Cassidy and I mentioned him earlier, Dr. Joe Cassidy. He is a regular doctor for the families, but he also is a specialist on addiction. And he and I have partnered together to promote getting you off the street and getting you unaddicted And getting your life back where you own your life again and no drug or alcohol or tobacco is going to control you. And uh, Doc's worked. He's had 30 years of experience. He used to run the medical for the Yuba County Jail. And so he met many, 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 many addicts and helped them. All the addicts in town know him, like him. So uh, he now works part time. He's retired from the government. He works part time for Peachtree Clinic. So you can reach him there. And what we're going to recommend is you go and make an appointment, let them check you over physically, see what your needs are, and, and make some recommendations for you to so we can get you off whatever you're using, okay? So 530-749-3242, 530-749-3242, you get, eventually you get a live person on the line, say you want an appointment with Doc Cassidy, they might ask you what the problem is, what your needs are, and they just tell them addiction, and you should get your appointment if there's any problem getting through you can't get through you wait on the line forever i'm going to give you doc's cell number and uh, you can text him once during the day just once put your name addiction add add the word addiction and uh, phone number please and i'm going to give you a cell number then i'm going to give you my cell number and so his number is 530-682-8648 682-8648 mine if you just want you can't wait for all this you just want to call me if you can't get through a peach tree just call me and i'll help get the appointment for you at 530-713-1838 713-1838 you can call me or text me night or day any day of the week and i will help you okay we're interested in getting people off all the drugs you can imagine from fentanyl on down and uh, we want to see your life saved. A lot of people give up hope and end their life because they just, it's addiction so gnarly, they just lose hope. Well, we we specialize in getting people their life back and seeing them back with their families and back with their jobs and doing good again. Okay? So give us a chance. North Valley Paralegal will solve all your legal needs. That's Nellie Garcia. She is on it. She's hardworking. working. She doesn't mess around. She's a very nice person, but she is a fighter for you, for your case, whatever the case is. And and she does very good on anything from will, trust, uh, changes of names, uh, adoption, uh, legal fights at court, whatever, whatever. She'll help you. N- Nellie Garcia at, at North Valley Paralegal, I'm going to give you an address, and then I'm going to give you her phone number to call. She's at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. That's in Yuba City right off Highway 20 across from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department. 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. And you can dial her up at 530-751-9289. 530-751-9289. Come on now. I'm losing my... Sometimes my cursor on this—I—I I got a new laptop here. My other laptop was getting so slow, I had to just—I had to just pray over it and bury it. And uh, so I got me a new laptop, which runs really good. But sometimes I can't see the screen well, and the cursor disappears, and it just throws me totally off. So, um, did you? Did you see this? You know the NBA teams. You know Daryl Morey. You remember Daryl Morey? He was one of the top managers. Maybe he's still considered one of the top, I don't know what you call him, a general manager for the NBA teams. He was one of the winningest guys, general manager for the Houston Rockets. Remember that? Had a great team down there. And uh, back when Trump was president, there was a bunch of – Trouble in Hong Kong, where previously free Hong Kong, there was repressive actions by the Communist Party uh, coming down from Beijing onto Hong Kong, and a lot of the students, hundreds of thousands of students in formerly free Hong Kong Chinese, went to the streets protesting, waving flags, singing the Star Spangled Banner, and, and I mean their American flags. Anyway, they stomped that down, and. Uh, but during the uh, during the protests, Daryl Morey tweeted, you know, tweeting, they just these short little things people say. And he he was given a thumbs up to the students and the Chinese government heard about it and put the kibosh on the NBA because they basically own the NBA. And they bring in hundreds of millions of dollars, to the NBA. Right. And so uh, Del- Daryl Morey had to leave his job. Uh, about two years ago now, for, at the he resigned and at and I don't know whether he apologized or not. He shouldn't have, but now he's working. I think I looked him up the other day. He's working I think for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I think. Anyway, it's really a sad deal. And so you hear these these guys who take a, they take a knee because they hate the United States of America. They made them bajillionaires, right? Because they think they've been, uh, everybody hates them because they're the wrong color. And they've been uh, they've been cheated out of a lot of their life because of the wrong color. So now, at an NBA game, so, oh, okay, so they're bowing, right? They're bowing. Uh, they get down on their knees because they don't want to honor the military and the law enforcement for keeping us safe. But then if something comes up with China, they're all up into China's business and they're honoring of China. And, and uh, we love China and oh, they won't speak out against China. It's harvesting organs off living people, punishing the Fulon Gong religious Liberty or the Uyghur people, the Muslim Uyghurs. And so the other night at one of the uh, Orlando magic, uh, the Orlando Magic was playing the Washington Wizards. It's was up in Washington, D.C., in fact. And China sent him a video to play. It was a propaganda video. You know how when those big, what do they call it? A jumbotron, those big things that hang up over the court where it shows the score, and then it shows replays and stuff? Well, they played during one of the breaks, a, one of the ruthless leaders of China. His name's... Keen, Q-U-I-N, Keen Gong, Keen Gong. And uh, so he he got on there and promoted, this is the year of the rabbit, which symbolizes kindness, elegance, and beauty. There isn't anything kind about the Communist Party. Anyway, they just, whether they had to pay for that or that was a freebie by the NBA, it was just disgusting. Totally disgusting when they're killing and butchering, literally butchering apart people that take their parts and sell them to Westerners. By the way, did you know that I, I had a friend that died of uh, a kidney failure and uh great guy. Dan Logue was his name. And he uh, was a uh, he was a supervisor in Yuba County for a while. Then he went on to be an assemblyman. And he was a good guy. He was a hardworking, hard, hard worker down there for conservative values. But he had kidney problems, and it really drug him down, and he finally passed. Dan Logue had the money, could have flown to China, and got the kidney of his choice. What do I mean by kidney of his choice? That means when you go there, they take, your, they take a, a reading of your DNA, and they, take re- they have readings of all the prisoners' DNA. These are live people. And if your DNA is close enough to that person's DNA, they put that person out and they take a kidney or two. And if it's two, then they aren't coming back. And they, in other words, you pay and you get your kidneys planted in your body. And then you can go home after you recuperate a little bit. That's how they do. There's no country in the world that transplants as many as them. Why? Because they take them out of living people, not dead people. They got killed in a car accident or something. But the NBA is so sucked up and prostituted out to money and riches that they will allow people to be butchered on the other side of the earth. It's interesting. I like to watch the the, the Golden State Warriors. I like to watch basketball. I think it's uh, particularly if they're particularly good. I've been fascinated with Steph Curry. I like Steph Curry, but the other day he threw a fit. He's got a a very expensive house in the Bay area and he's always talking about being woke and, and, you know, he's always for black lives matter and stuff like that, which I'm not. He's woke, but, but there is some uh, low income housing or a housing project that wants to be built near his house. And he said, no way. I'm going to fight that because I, I don't want them. I don't want them in my backyard. Well, the interesting thing is he's willing to take millions of dollars from China. And the Chinese can run the NBA. And broadcast CCP propaganda. He didn't have a problem with that. And they're killing millions of uh, Uyghur people, minority people like he's a minority, right? He's black. And they are minority people up there, the Uyghurs, in the Falun Gong, and they kill them. Uh, Honestly, the NBA is a disgusting organization. It's disgusting. So uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But that's what's happening. But I want to just, I'm not going to let them get away with it in our country. Now, have you heard about the banks going broke? You think, oh, well, it'll all work out. It's always worked out. You know, we went back to 1929, this, that happened in 2000, 2008. Now, we, did you know that the Silicon Valley Bank uh, on the, on the front page of the homepage of freedomcode.net, there's a, there's a video by David Martin that talks about what was going on with that bank. Now, here's some weird stuff, people. Would you ever put a three-year, you know, a three-foot-high midget playing for the L.A. Lakers or Golden State Warriors? It's interesting. We have different strokes for different occupation. It's like we'll put people on a board of directors that has no, no sense at all about banking or investments. Nothing. The, what What they have is they like to have sex with the same gender or they're a woman, or they're black, or they're Mexican, or they're some woke thing, right? Transgender, that will qualify. So on the Silicon Valley Bank that just got went broke, they had only one board member that made a decision on their loans, only one that understood banking. The rest of them were all there because they were woke. They were They were fulfilling the... Woke uh, percentages to be on the board. Remember, there was a law passed by the legislature a few years ago that said you had to have for small firms, you had to have at least one woman on the board. And the court finally threw it out because it was unconstitutional. Six months ago, SVB, that's that's the parent company of Silicon Valley Bank, announced an audit. Do you think, oh, an audit? You know what an audit is. I've been audited before by the IRS business I had worked on. SVB had an audit. And it was so important that the business sent out a press release to promote it and hired Paul Weiss, Rifkin, Wharton, and Garrison to conduct the audit. You think, wow, man, they're really fastidious on their money. In hindsight, the audit could have saved billions of dollars and prevented the ruin of so many in the company. The fact is, it wasn't really an audit in the traditional sense. The bank did not conduct itself as a traditional bank. That's why, that's why it prevented that. Instead of auditing its own books, SVB used the largess, the money made off its customers' funds, to conduct an equity audit. To determine its effectiveness in advancing women and black and Latinos individuals to positions of influence in the innovative company. Now, listen, these people were not being advanced based upon their skill level and investments. That's why the whole place fell to hell in a handbasket. No record exists of the Paul Weiss, etc. findings. Institutions, this article says, Not committed to becoming woke inevitably become woke. Institutions that become woke inevitably suffer a corruption of purpose. The corruption of purpose helps explain Silicon Valley Bank's inability to perform the most base-level function of a bank. What is that? It's to secure the deposits of customers. Take your money and make sure it's secure so when you need it, you can get it back. They boasted in September of joining a group called CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion. In November, they subsidized diversity VCs report, the equity report, lamenting that less than 2% of industry assets under management go towards diversity, equity, and inclusion. That means they take your money and give it to people of various flavors. Blacks, Latinos, women-led, trans-led, whatever, whatever, whatever. They devoted whole divisions of the company's bureaucracy to promoting leftist causes like BLM. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, which strikes as about as relevant to banking as bowling balls are to medicine. Uh, Now, this is going to just probably shock you. So they were more focused on the 2022 environmental, social and governance report reads as a banking non sequitur in highlighting the finance institutions, political commitments. In other words, didn't talk about how much profit they're making. It's talking about how much CO2 they saved or how many people they promoted that were weird, mentally ill, but they were top people in their company. Bloomberg recognized Silicon Valley Bank in its gender equity index for the fifth consecutive year. Not in their banking skill. A year ago, the Foreign Policy Association honored SVB Financial with its Corporate Responsibility Award. A month ago, Forbes named SVB Financial Group the 20th best bank in America. Do you ever wonder I wonder when I see local people get woman of the year or guy of the year or did this, do that. And I think, well, did they get it because they really kicked rear out there and did some great stuff? Or were they just popular and kissed a lot of ass? Now, did you know that this bank that just went broke, Silicon Valley Bank, gave over 73 million dollars. The Black Lives Matter movement. Do you know the Black Lives Matter movement did not give that money to needy people? They bought fancy homes. The leaders just jacked up everybody and took off and bought fancy homes. This bank that just now, right now, the FDIC is bailing out this bank to way more than they agreed to. Do you know where that money comes from? That's your and my money. After they gave seventy three million dollars to Black Lives Matter. I got the I got the the receipts right here. Seventy three million four hundred and fifty thousand. Four other banks that now are rated negative gave sixty billion. SVB gave seventy-three four hundred seventy-three million four hundred fifty thousand. Whoa! But four other banks gave a total of sixty billion. Do you understand what I'm saying? They gave them to BLM, JP J. Morgan Chase. These are the guys that helped Jeffrey Epstein traffic children. They gave $30 billion to BLM movement and related causes. Bank of America gave $18 $250 million, same thing. Goldman, Goldman Sachs, $10 billion, $110 million. Exelon gave $3 billion. 100 million fifth third bank corp 2 billion 800 million starbucks wow starbucks gave one billion six hundred and seven million 607 million to blm movement and related causes we're going to take a break and we'll be right back
9: Let's just put this plainly. The pride flag does not deserve our respect. In fact, it deserves our disrespect. It deserves our contempt and mockery. It is not the flag of gay people. Okay, that's not what it is. Gay people in America, um, they already have a flag. It's called the American flag. It's the flag we all share or are supposed to share. The pride flag, which, is, which was invented by a far-left activist drag queen, represents not a person or a people or a community, but an agenda, a political and cultural agenda. It always has. It has from the very beginning. It still does now. And today, nearly all of the most depraved and perverse attacks on children, on tradition, on decency, on common sense are waged under this banner. That's what it signifies. Okay, The gay pride flag signifies drag queens dancing for toddlers, uh, males invading women's bathrooms. It, It signifies castration drugs given to children. It signifies the destruction of the nuclear family. When government officials send that thing up the flagpole or paint its ridiculous colors in the street, that is what they're promoting. It's what they're advertising. It is the cause they want us to salute. Not only should we, re- should we refuse to salute it, but we should treat it with disdain. We should treat it as a hate symbol because that's what it is. They fly the flag, that flag, because they hate you and your values and what you believe and everything you stand for. And so we should respond in kind to this symbol. In other words, we should give the pride flag all of the respect that the left shows the American flag. Let's just put it that way. Social Security
0: is unsustainable. Created in 1935, Social Security is paid for by a 12.4% payroll tax on income up to $160,200. Supporters pretend that Social Security is like a retirement plan where your specific contributions build value over time. But the system is a Ponzi scheme in which current beneficiaries are paid out of new money coming into the system. The problem is that when the program started paying out benefits in 1940, there were 160 workers per retiree, so a surplus built up. Today, there are just 2.8 workers per retiree. In a decade, there won't be enough money coming into the system, to cover the current level of benefits, and by law, benefits will need to be cut by about 20%, or payroll taxes will need to be jacked up even more than they already are.
1: Weeks before the Silicon Valley bank collapse, several executives sold off large shares of stock, while mainstream media tells its audience to invest in them. On March 9th, the day before the collapse, Israel's two largest banks pulled up to $1 billion out of SVB, while Peter Thiel's Founders Fund withdrew millions and advised their clients to do the same. The next day, there was a run on the bank, and Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. Is this evidence of a controlled demolition or a hasty one? The day before the collapse, a U.S. judge ordered J.P. Morgan Chase to turn over documents in a lawsuit accusing them of aiding in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking operation. The team behind this lawsuit was the same team who successfully exposed the involvement of Deutsche Bank, and they subpoenaed several other banks they believe were involved in sex trafficking, including Silicon Valley Bank, and Bank Lumi, the Israeli bank that drained a billion dollars out of SVB the day before it collapsed. Whatever the reason, the U.S. government's response threatens to collapse the world economy. The FDIC insures up to $250,000 for each depositor, but now they are going to cover all depositor losses and they don't have enough to cover the $175 billion of SVB losses, let alone the trillions of dollars to be lost on the near horizon as banks across the world begin to break. The systemic risk among GSIBs, global systemically important banks, is that they are so deeply connected that when one falls, they will all follow. Much of the world's economy is already collapsing due to the actions of the U.S. government and the Federal Reserve Banking System. And much of the world has been preparing for the end of the U.S. dollar as a world reserve currency. After all the smaller banks die, the people will be left with the central bank and their solution is the CBDC. CBDC stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. With CBDC, there are no more options. Everyone's account is run directly through the central bank system.
13: As the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom and we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. If you don't behave, you can have your money turned off.
1: There are 12 Federal Reserve Banks, which are located in cities being considered for the 15-minute city model of the World Economic Forum. This is where it's all headed, and there isn't much pushback in the federal government. Utah Senator Mike Lee introduced the No CBDC Act last September, which will likely go nowhere. But we the people have much more sway over our local governments. An Oklahoma House committee unanimously passed a bill to protect Oklahomans from being forced to adopt a CBDC. It's time for we, the people, to unite with our neighbors and local communities and prepare to liberate ourselves from the central bank system. Recall our corrupt county officials and start looking into local barter and trade systems because central bank digital currency is coming at us quickly and it equals financial enslavement. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
6: this is our fifth segment and we're talking about the fantastic money that has been given to black lives matter and related causes and um, unbelievable so my feeling is uh, obviously it's my feeling if I'm talking if a private business wants to give money to whomever I don't even get up uh, worked up over that. I may choose to not support them if I think it's gnarly but it's it's another thing when you have investments you have they have people's investments in their bank, they have stockholders they have depositors, and they risk their money or they give their money away to just like i I'm against people like a monopoly like p g and e giving money away to fight the marriage constitutional law or amendment to support homosexual marriage. I think, Hey, if I'm forced to buy their utilities, I can't buy somebody else's utilities here in Northern California. They shouldn't take my money, even though they gave me a product for it and dump it into things that I'm against. Right. Right. I have a right, for instance, I shop at places, I think, that share my value system. Sometimes there aren't alternatives, so I just have to do what I have to do. So let me go on here because we just have a couple segments left. Now, here's the interesting twist. I've I've told you this over and over and over and over and over again, where government officials, they make all these laws to hamstring you in your life. But then the very laws that they put out for other people, they do not follow. There many times their are ethical laws, conflict of interest laws. For instance, the people that do insider trading and their congressmen and women, they know what's going to change to change the stock value. So they either buy or sell depending on the changes in Washington that's going to affect these companies. So now we have Silicon Valley Bank closed. So now we learned that California Governor Gavin Newsom failed to declo- disclose he was a client of the bank. Why would you have to do that? I don't have to do that. But if you're a politician and you're getting donations or you're a politician that makes decisions that will affect this bank, you have to disclose when if you're in a relationship with them, like a, I'm a customer, I'm borrowing money from them, or they're donating money to me for a cause, right? So what Gavin Newsom did when the Silicon Valley Bank collapsed is he contacted Washington, Washington D.C. that is the White House and the Treasury, and he lobbied, lobbied the Treasury for to bail out. His bank he doesn't own the bank, but he does big business with the bank. What kind of business might influence him? well, he has he had these wineries and these restaurants called Plump Jack, and they finance those for him, and his wife owns a filmmaking business, a supposed nonprofit that she fails to file the proper forms on, but they make porno films that they sell to the public education system in California, pornographic style films. And so isn't that a little conflict of interest where she gets donations from people like Silicon Valley bank. She got a hundred thousand dollars from them. And uh, so she makes these films and then she turns around and sells them or leases them back to the the state government school system that her husband basically funds he chooses the budget has to sign off on the budget for the government school system so he pays her and then he has his f- friends and uh corporations they donate to her nonprofit and they donate to his campaigns and then he gives them Contracts with the state of California and you and I get to pay for those. You remember Obama when he gave half a billion dollars to Solyndra and then after just a couple months, they filed bankruptcy and they kept all the money. Why Solyndra? Solyndra had donated huge amounts of money to Obama's campaign. You see the connection? So we have a situation where uh, Newsom. Who? Got a lot of financing for his businesses and and uh, his wife was getting donations from that same bank. The article says Gavin Newsom maintained personal accounts at SVP for many years. He had personal accounts, wineries and his wife, Jennifer's Charities there, according to the report by Intercept. Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer Seibel Newsom, is one of the co-founders of California Partners Project that received $100,000 from SVB to the charity. And a former president and SVP's former president is a board member. So it's just complicated, is it not? And so you wonder, well, how things happen like this? Well, it's just people. You know, there's it's amazing. There's lots of laws in place, but people just ignore those laws because if no one gets caught, it's kind of like the you know the speed limit sixty, and you think, man, I gotta really get here, get there. There's no cars on the road tonight, and you just push it down to ninety. Well, if nobody's out there on the highway tracking you down you're going to get away with it and if nobody says anything to newsom he will get away with it right thankfully this lady wrote this article christina Laila layla or Laila, l-a-i-l-a christina and thank god for her. she wrote the article and she posted it and so i've been able to just get hit the high points for you and uh, you can see what's going on. So what we have is all these people, right now, there's businesses that are forcing businesses not to do business with Christian businesses or, or, or non-woke businesses. So they'll, for instance, if, if there's businesses that uh, use advertising, like magazines or Newspapers or Facebook pages or um youtube or 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 this business a media business discourages doing business with certain advertisers because they're not woke and they're not investing in environmental, social, and governmental causes. So they they're they're boycotting them, right? That's what's happened here. So there's many other banks that are going to start to fail, and you can get a little idea. I think there's some there are some options on just keeping your money in a bank. There are some options. I don't. I'm not a specialist. I can. I know how to manage money in a budget, a family budget, but I don't know a lot of the. Um, the technicalities and vehicles on how to handle your wealth. If you're not keeping it in a bank or just with greenbacks. All right. So, but you could go see the David Martin video. It'll probably be posted tomorrow on the freedomco.net website. Now listen, that website we're going to have it rocking and rolling. We're updating it from when we started back in three years ago. And there's all kinds of cool stuff on there. There's going to be financial help, medical help, chemtrail help, 5G help. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. And, and uh, teaching you about bills that are going to the legislature or the Congress. And we're just there going to try to help you be on top of things. One of the things, you can't make a difference if you don't know what's going on, right? Just don't know what's going on. Now, there's been a gal that just gets under my skin. And um, so hold on here. Her name's Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is one of the first... Asian, Indian, maybe the first, I don't think she was the first governor, but maybe woman Indian. We had a Louisiana Indian governor. That's an Indian Indian, not a, not a United States Indian. So, uh, Nikki Haley was a governor in South Carolina. And, uh, Everybody thought, oh, what a wonderful person she was. She's a nice person. You know, when you see her, I don't know her personally, never met her, never been in a room where she was. I always kind of liked her, like her come across, and she claimed to be a conservative. And Trump even named her as ambassador to the United Nations. And I thought she did a pretty good job. She stood up and she threw down against those people. However, Do you realize that um, she has been tutored by none other than Mr. Reset, Global Reset, Klaus Schwab and his World Economic Forum? And she was a darling of one of their classes. She was a great student, they said. Uh, he, she would be called a young global leader. It's the same training, international training, that uh, Justin Trudeau took, Angela Merkel, Merkel of Germany, Trudeau of Canada. And interesting enough, Vladimir Putin actually set through it, but I don't know where they got him in their little uh, flock. So she's talking about running for president. And I'm I'm not interested in Nikki Haley. I, I think kind of she's a backstabber. Why would I say that? Well, it just seems like she's here. You know, I'm not saying if somebody helps you out, like appoints you to the United Nations, one of the highest spots in the world. I'm not saying you have to, like, go against your conscience. But, man, I think she just did Donald Trump a disservice. I mean, she ended up resigning before she even got before even got to serve the four four years. She just kind of bailed. I thought, man, you, what are you, ser- self-serving girl? You... And then she is taking cheap shots at Trump. Another guy that I that bothers me is that guy that wears the patch over his eye, Dan Crenshaw. He's a fellow graduate of the young global leaders program. And another gal that another person who is a lady that I'm very concerned about is New York representative, Elise Stefanik. I believe that gal was dirty for years. Crenshaw told, you know, when the Republicans were debating over who was going to be house speaker, and they, they, they weren't happy with uh, Kevin McCarthy. Neither am I. Dan Crenshaw called people, in, the Republicans in the House, that wouldn't get on Kevin McCarthy's bandwagon. He called him terrorists. Is that a guy? That guy's off the hook crazy. He's former military, got damaged, got eye blowing up or something. These people are all being tutored by these global folks. Another guy that you might be surprised is Glenn Youngkin, the new governor of Virginia, that just kind of out of nowhere won that race. And uh, he, he, he appeared at the WEF World Economic Forum Davos Summit alongside Chinese communists prior to his run for governor. While there, he touted his adoption of woke capital ESG programs at the Carlisle Group, which is an investment group. That is crazy, people. I'm telling you, if you put your money with an investor and, and you start telling him, oh, he can only invest in woke companies, you're going to lose your investment. And this at this year's gathering of globalist elites in Davos, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp made an appearance of his own. And he was lauded or praised at the conference by one of Schwab's top lieutenants for his refusal to give in to the election integrity movement and for his failure to serve Georgia's election, secure Georgia's election. They praised him for that at the WEF. This is the same place. That Dan Crenshaw, who we think is a great Republican, and Nikki Haley, who we think is a great Republican, and Glenn Youngkin, which we're hoping is a great Republican. Dan, Brian Kemp, I've never been impressed by, but I hoped he would win over the big girl down there, Stacy. Does that not get your attention, though? Does it, let me just say this to you about Nikki Haley. Does it bother you that she went out to win praise from liberals when she ordered the Confederate battle flag taken down? Does it bother you that during the Civil War, some people felt strongly to be on the side of the South and fight for the Confederacy and had their own flag, but they can't even have that anymore? So she ordered the Confederate battle flag outside of South Carolina's statehouse to be torn down. And you know what that did? It ignited a sequence of events that led to Civil War memorials and other monuments to American and Western history being torn down all over the country and the Western world. And as a governor, she had... do you think that she actually was bothered by the Confederate flag flying every day over there? It's part of our history. Whether you agreed with the South or you were in the South and agree with the North, the flag is just, it, it, it was a sign of the times of a group of people that believed a certain way. Why would we burn up all the flags, tear the flagpole down, tear, uh, Robert E. Lee's statue down, for goodness sakes, a hero in our country, Robert E. Lee. This is Nikki Haley, people. She is, she. you know, she's a Karl Rove, she's a George Bush, she's a Jeb Bush. They are not good people. They are not good conservative people. Not good at all. I want to mention uh, the Thrifty Rooter. Those guys get it on the Thrifty Rooter. They got vans all over town here in Yuba Sutter, Nevada, Butte, down there in Lincoln, and and uh, the Placer County area. Thrifty Rooter can get it on and solve your septic problems. They they do everything from plumbing, clean out the lines in and out of the building, and uh, solve your septic problems. They can they bring tanker truck in there and just loose lighten the load in that septic tank and clean out the lines they do you right they've been around for over 40 years i think their website said 43 years you can go on their website at thriftyrooter.net and you can order what you need right on their website just send them a memo right on their website very easy i check it out all the time or you could call them the landlight is 530-673 eight two zero one six seven three eight two zero one And then uh Greenitz Construction. I got him over here this week. I got some problems over here. Had to open up a couple of walls and work on some plumbing problems and you're gonna have to have problems. Problems, problems, problems. But uh Dave Greenitz is over here. Boom. I told him I had a little problem. I was talking to him, had some water running around, goofy places, and uh he was over here the next day and the next day after that we had we had we were working boom So if you got a problem you want a new kitchen new bath I'm not doing a new kitchen new bath I'm just like maintaining what I got But uh these guys know what they're doing had had them over here today they were sharp on it all day Greenwichconstruction.com you can reach him at that website, green is the color green with E-T-Z on the end, greenitsconstruction.com, or you could go to Dave Greenits Construction, the faith, Facebook page. And you can check out the before and after, and you can also check out some floor plans that you can see there, uh, before and after as well. You can text him or call him at 530-682-9602 five three zero six eight two nine six zero two we'll be back and I think we have one more segment and that's it
12: The Department of Homeland Security will have nearly 170,000 employees. The threat of mass murder on our own soil will be met with a unified, effective response. So the
0: Department of Homeland Security, DHS, is celebrating its 20th birthday, which is a perfect opportunity to rethink the whole concept of Homeland Security and how to best provide it. DHS has grown into a monster child that is massively expensive, incredibly ineffective, and reliably destructive of basic civil liberties. It's time to abolish it and replace it with fewer, smaller, and more accountable agencies.
9: According to the ABC News affiliate in Pittsburgh, Senator John Fetterman just sent a letter to the CEO of Norfolk Southern Railway, urging the company to help residents of Darling Township. According to the Pittsburgh Capital Star, Senator Fetterman just introduced legislation in the Senate aimed at preventing future train derailments like the one we saw in East Palestine. But in reality, Senator Fetterman did neither of those things because for the past two weeks, he's been isolated in a psych ward, allegedly for depression, as he has struggled to recover from a major stroke. It is troubling that some staffer, one presumes, has appointed himself senator in Fetterman's place.
2: When we started this journey, a journey like there has never been before, there's never been anything like this, we had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots, and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Karl Rove, and Jeb Bush.
13: Now let's talk about one of your favourite topics, climate catastrophising. You could write a book about the number of doomsday climate predictions that never eventuated, didn't even come close to eventuating. Uh, and we have a couple of examples to look at here. Here is a Forbes headline from five years ago. It says, we have five years to save ourselves from climate change, Harvard scientist says. And let's have a look at some of this Harvard scientists' predictions, he said the chance that there will be any permanent ice left in the Arctic after 2022 is essentially zero. That's what James Anderson said, along with a bunch of other stuff. Alex, your response... Well, just I think what we should learn
4: from this is just the kind of corruption in picking one scientist and then acting like they're speaking for everybody. And I, I talk about this in Fossil Future. I call this the phenomenon of the designated expert where different institutions say, oh, listen to this person. And it's almost always somebody with an incredibly extreme view who is not looking at the big picture, in this case, is not looking at any of the benefits of fossil fuels. And what they're doing is what I call catastrophizing. And I think, you know, every morning on Twitter, I post something with the hashtag catastrophizing at Alex Epstein because there are so Mm -hmm. many of these false predictions. And this is, we cannot just be cowed when somebody says, scientists say X, they need to give evidence and they need to look at the big picture And this is why they they don't do that. And this is why we have all this catastrophizing that keeps coming false.
13: Well, there seems to be no consequences. If you and I made a prediction that was so laughably wrong, we'd never hear the end of it. These supposed experts, these scientists, can make these absurd doomsday predictions and there seems to be no hit to their credibility when none of it happens. And I want to bring you an example of my favourite climate catastrophist, Greta Thunberg, who deleted a tweet uh, uh, from five years ago which featured a prediction. She wrote uh, in June 2018, she shared this, she said, uh, a top climate scientist warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Uh, goodness me, Alex. I uh, played a clip earlier about Kamala Harris talking about climate anxiety and climate mental health. Is it any wonder that we've got so many kids terrified when these dangerous doomsday disinformation is just uh, being pushed relentlessly?
4: Um yeah I mean th- these and what the one of the problems with these doomsday uh th- with the climate anxiety thing rather is the people complaining about it are usually people who like they're causing it they act like oh it's so inevitable that everyone's going <laughs> to be anxious so all we need to do is pass my political agenda and then what the problem's going to be solved in 30 years so then everyone's going to be miserable for 30 years it's so ridiculous we're safer from climate disaster than ever you, Greta Thunberg is one of the most well-off human beings who's ever lived on the planet. What people need to understand is, no, no, we're actually in a renaissance in terms of the Earth and in terms of our safety from climate, and fossil fuels are an essential part of that because they power all the machines that make this such an abundant and safe world. So climate anxiety is totally unnecessary, but so many of the people uh, complaining about it are the cause of it.
2: Love Trice today. Me time, girl. I'm gone away. Let me time,
6: girl. Well all righty then. Tomorrow, Let me mention a couple other people. One guy, Elite Universal Security, that's Monty Hecker. He's got one of the top security fir- firms in our area it started out in our area after he got out of the military, developed this security film firm. And, uh, he ended up growing all over Northern California. He was telling me the other day, he had lots of activity up in Butte County and all the way up in Wairica, which is right on there's Eureka, Ukiah and Yreka. You got to keep them all straight. But he said, Lou, I need more workers. I need, and they can work in the, community they're living in if i have a job there and so guys like the guys like the thrifty rooter and guys like elite universal security great people to work for they just need you to show up on time be sober just be there as my gang friends said be about it and so uh elite universal security can uh he called me the other day he said lou a friend of mine needs to get an exemption, a VAX VAX, medical exemption or a uh, religious exemption for the VAX deal. And so he called me up and I shot him over the information they needed. But Monty Hecker will solve your security problems. And it isn't just amount, it doesn't just amount to people standing around or driving around. That's part of it. But there's also amazing technology today that they know about it that you probably don't, that they could save you and help you from the outside just think through how you manage your assets. So whether you're a rancher or you have a big industry or you have a business in town, you got people climbing over your fence or in your garbage or pooping in your doorway, whatever they're doing, Elite Universal Security can help you even if you want to get into you need to pack a weapon and you need to learn how to shoot and you need to get a permit. They can help you do all that as well. And they have their own shooting range. Great guys. Easy to work with. I've, I've known Monty for, I don't know. It seems like about not quite 10 years, eight years, something like that. You can go to their website at elite university, elite universal com. EliteUniversalSecurity.com or their website for schooling API-Academy.com they'll take you on as a newbie you don't need to know how to do it if you want to work for them and you could work part-time, full-time some of you guys probably thought you were done working you retired, but you think ah, I can't handle this inflation man. things are going crazy, I need to make a few bucks so uh, you can do that or if you need some work done you can either way you can call them at the same place. Monty Hecker, I would ask for 530-749-0280. Let me give it to you again. Five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. They have a dispatcher there that work around the clock dispatching their folks. So um, just give them a shout out and um and they will hook you up. The other people uh who are great guys and on it, they're on as it, a plumbing doctor and they do plumbing in Yuba-Sutter counties. They do all kinds of stuff. They got the, the they they got the the cameras that go inside the line. They could tear apart your wall. They could replumb the house. They do all kinds of things and they're they're fast. Uh, you can reach them at 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. All these guys and gals I like to support they help me and uh I do business with them and they are patriots. I like I like people that are patriots and people that are honest and people that are they're just salt of the earth type people. I want to see their business uh succeed whether I whether I succeed or not. I want to help them. And if I can help them, that's that's a beautiful thing. Makes me feel good. It's not all about the money just it makes you feel good that's what it's about going to sleep at night is it's a good day had a good day today i wanted to talk about a couple that has troubled me for many years and i can't stand the guy the gal's pretty so that's always got my attention and uh but i i have concerns about her she has been appointed to Cabinet level jobs in multiple administrations the bush administration she may have been in the obama administration too elaine chow c h a o chinese and she is married to mitch McConnell and uh, Mitch McConnell is really a goofy guy and he ticks me off and turns me off uh he's he's a he bothers me Uh, Mitch McConnell, I think he's a traitor is what I think. And you think, oh, I can't believe you'd say that, Lou. I'm just telling you, if you listen to my show very much, or you listen to Live with Lou, I just, I say it as I feel it. And I'm not going to just put on some kind of face, face mask here or fraud or front. He's a Senate minority leader, and when we get the majority, he'd be the Senate majority leader. And I don't know why we keep voting him in. And the and some people that support him, they send. I heard Mitch uh, Tom McClintock was supportive of Mitch McConnell. I I I don't like Tom McClintock doing that. Tom McClintock, just come out for a Desantis instead of Trump. I don't like people stabbing Trump in the back. There's nobody out there that can do the job that Trump can do. Now, let's listen to this. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell gave the cold shoulder to candidates backed by former Trump, former President Trump in the last midterm. Hear what I said? This guy is trying to he would rather see liberal Democrats win than people that Donald Trump endorsed. That means he does not like conservatism. He's what they call a rhino or neocon. He later blamed Trump for poor candidate quality as the reason. No, he didn't like Trump, so he didn't want any of Trump's type people Serving over there. He would rather have liberals. There's lots of Republicans like that. There's Republicans in the California Republican Party here. I'm talking about leaders. The Jessica Patterson people. You, When you get a quarter of a million dollars every year to just beat your gums. And don't really get anything done. It's, it really doesn't make any difference to you who runs the show. As long as you just keep your job and make money. So for decades, McConnell and his wife have maintained an amazing conflict of interest, conducting extensive government business despite the Chow family's deep ties to China through a maritime shipping company. McConnell and the Chow families have crafted a close relationship that grants opportunities to the shipping company by the name of Foremost Group. Which was founded by Chow's father, James Chow, and largely operates in and, and on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. This is a private business, quasi private, but serves the Communist Party. This is the father of Elaine Chow. And they are buddy-buddy. I wonder whether McConnell is more Chinese than she is. They are the McConnell-Chow swamp. Do you ever notice how many Chinese are involved in our government right now? On both sides. Swalwell, Eric Swalwell from the Bay Area, he's a congressman representing East Bay. He was sleeping with a lady by the nickname of Fang Fang who helped him with his election to get get to congress and she was they were giving money to him and he was sleeping with her and he was on the house intelligence committee after he did that Diane Feinstein for 20 years had a chinese man driving her car who was a spy it took the FBI, which I have no confidence in anymore. Telling Feinstein and Swalwell who this person was in both their cases and what they were up to. The Pelosi's also have done much business in China. Feinstein and her husband are buddies with the president of China, Qi, who used to be the mayor of Shanghai. In his book, Secret Empires, Peter Schweitzer argues any of Peter Schweitzer books are amazing. In his book, Secret Empires, Peter Schweitzer argues that McConnell and Chow have been lenient on China because that's where most of their wealth is coming from. Listen, people, we got some dirty people running this country everywhere. It's hard to find people that are clean and honest. Schweitzer writes in his book that it was a 1994 trip arranged by James Chow, McConnell's father-in-law and sponsored by China state shipping corporation. One of CCP's largest military contractors, a military con. We got this. They got the Senate leader of the minority and he's playing with the largest military contractors and reportedly an unofficial arm of the CCP Navy met with the Chinese president that pushed McConnell to increasingly avoid criticizing China. The same thing they said to the NBA, don't be criticizing China, Daryl Morey. They say the same thing to McConnell. You know why? Because they're giving him millions of dollars. The Chow family have benefited from loans estimated to between $350,000 and $1 million from the U S government and loans from the China banks known by known by the Trump administration as threats. Again, uh, this is a Schweitzer talking in his book. This is a company owned by the father-in-law of America's top congressional Republican and the father of the former transportation secretary. Not only do Chow's father and sister, Angela Chow still share leadership over the foremost trading company, but the pair also once sat on the board of the offshoot of the CSSP together. Just one year after James Chow joined CSSC Old Holdings, in addition to running foremost, McConnell received a gift. I want you to listen to this, people. If if somebody takes me out to lunch out of the blue, I feel fond fondly towards them. I feel nice towards them. Do you not? I feel beholden to them. Thank you so much. Right. Maybe I should take them out sometimes. Right. I want you to think about this, please. One year after James Chow joined CSSC Holdings, in addition to running foremost, that's Elaine Chow's dad. I mean, I don't know how old James is, but McConnell must be. Is he 81, 82, 83? Chow looks really great compared to Mitch. After James Chow joined that holdings group, McConnell got a gift of five, somewhere between five million and twenty five million dollars from his father in law. Just a gift like Mitch love you and all that stuff, man. Treating my treat my daughter so nice. political this is a left-wing group politico reported that the payments significantly bumped mcconnell's net worth how would you like to have your father-in-law no matter who he was satan satan's emissary or the the communist party give you five million because you married the right woman or 10 million or 25 million several members of chow's family included angela and james also contributed more than $1 million to McConnell's election campaign. Why would they do that? $1 million. Can you imagine? $1 million. In other words, the founder of an unofficial arm of our top adversary's Navy is helping keep McConnell in U.S. leadership. Why? because he's part of the, he's sucked up to the Chinese. He's, he's a traitor. I don't, I don't have any hesitation calling that being a traitor. He's compromised. According to Schweitzer, these kinds of payments could have been money designed to keep a favorable relationship between McConnell and the Chow family. Foreign governments and oligarchs like this form of corruption be, because it gives them like this form of corruption because it gives them private and unfettered gateways to the corridors of Washington power. Foreign entities cannot legally make campaign contributions. So using this approach creates an alternative way to curry favor and influence among political leaders here. Simply camouflaging these transactions as business agreements provides another shield of plausible deniability. In 2021, months after she resigned, you remember she and uh, who else, Betsy DeVos? You remember Betsy, Betty, or Betsy DeVos, who was head of transportation? I thought, man, Trump scooped her up and gave her a plum assignment. And I thought she was so—you know what? These women on the way out, they were bitter toward. They they like took pot shots at Trump. They were disrespectful. They were shameful. They quit. You remember they they quit early, right? There was somebody else, too, that quit early. Disgusting. Months after she resigned from the Trump administration, the Office of Inspector General for the Department of Transportation, that's where Elaine Chao was the director of, a cabinet-level position, they released a report confirming that Chao used her official position and taxpayer resources for the benefit of herself and her Chinese family. That This isn't Schweitzer saying it. This is the Office of Inspector General. That's the person who looks through these different operations in the government to see if people are behaving themselves and operating correctly. Evidence of wrongdoing in the OIG report, the Office of Inspector General, was communicated in a criminal. You hear what I said? Criminal referral. We can't even get a criminal referral on these. COVID guys yet, but we had one with the OIG in a criminal referral to the Department of Justice, U S attorney office of the district of Columbia and the DOJ public integrity section. You know what happened? Not one thing. Nobody opened an investigate investigation. President Trump on August, 2022, he says, why do Republicans, Republican senators allow a broken down hack politician, Mitch McConnell to openly disparage hardworking Republican candidates for the United States Senate. There's, this is such an affront to honor and to leadership. He should spend more time and money helping them get elected and less time helping his crazy wife and family get rich in China. You hear what I'm saying to you, people? We had a number of great candidates, Republican, conservative, not just Republican candidates. The name Republican does not mean anything to me anymore. They lost because they didn't have the support financial backing from Mitch McConnell. And he was bitter towards Trump. He didn't want Trump's people. He wants a all he wants is a Democrat light. Mitch McConnell is Democrat L.I.T.E. Like Bud Light. Says here, once again, Trump has zeroed in on another example of turpitude that longtime residents of the swamp prefer to keep on the down low. You know, I'm just telling you, people, we got big problems. And it's, did you ever think it was really crazy that Trump literally every day was being taken to task and sued and uh, by the government, sued by individuals, harassed, attacked. The swamp is intense. And Trump does not have the control of the government like he would his personal business. And in your personal business, if you hired people that were unfaithful and disloyal and leakers and ripped people that were had their hand until you would fire them, kick them to the curb. That isn't as easy in government when you have to hire immediately thousands of people. It's just sad to me the way this whole thing is working out, and uh, it's going to take a miracle from God to put Trump in there again. But we're going to end up with the same old, same old. I've said it for a long time. DeSantis may be a great governor, but he is he is bought hoot lion sinker over there in Florida, and so is Nikki Haley. Well, that's it for this week, and I'm going to uh, call it a timeout here, and, and Lord willing, we'll be back next week. God bless you. I
2: see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world I see skies are blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night And I think to myself What a wonderful